Hello everyone and welcome to my show. Today we discuss more about how to live meaningful life, how you can improve attitudes that you have and of course we touch something about SEO. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Andrew Kardarlela. Oh, sorry for pronunciation <laughs> name. No, I'm Ukrainian. For me it's hard to pronounce any names. Calderella, sorry for that. <laughs> uh, no worries. Calderella is, is it. It's like Cinderella, Calderella. I'm just the male version, so. Yeah, got it. Okay, before we start, just tell more about your experience, background, because I check out your profile on LinkedIn. You have extended experience. I'm so excited to learn more about uh, that because I think it's very important to have positive mindset, uh, whatever you do. Uh, uh, and for example, I often see the meaning that you need to work hard, uh, but people uh, usually give up without results because uh, for me, I'm not working hard, but I can work like like 14 hours a day because I love it, you know, uh, it's my passion. I don't care if I can't get results for a long time because, yeah, it's my life. It's my hobby. My job is my hobby. Can you tell more about that and uh, tell uh, about your experience background as well? Sure. When I get started, usually people want to know a little bit about my history, uh, mm -hmm. my childhood. So let me just start there. I was uh, born in Detroit, Michigan in 1966 to parents fighting for the civil rights movement. And I was born with uh, learning disabilities, dyslexia, <clears throat> and a mm -hmm. lazy eye. Now, lazy eye meant they put a patch over my good eye to make me look out of my bad eye. And I was, uh, as you can imagine, this kid walking around with learning disabilities and a patch. I was bullied a lot. I, even the teachers got into it. I had a teacher tell me I was in front of the whole class, tell me I was too stupid to learn anything. I should just leave. And this did create a lot of negative thinking and depression, mm -hmm. even suicidal thinking. And uh, had a really tough time growing up. Uh, I can't say it was very easy. I had a lot of fights, uh, almost drowned, thrown in trash cans, all sorts of horrible things. And if it wasn't for my mom, I don't think I ever would have made it through that because she was the one telling me that it's the other people that are wrong. You know, you're a good person. You are smart. You can do all this stuff. And I, just so people know, I do have some other gifts. <laughs> a lot of times when you're on the spectrum, as they say, they take things away, but then they give you other gifts. So I did end up graduating from high school. I've always been an athlete. Uh, basketball, track, cross country, crew, mm -hmm. which is a rowing team. Uh, went on to college, got degrees in speech communications, theology, philosophy. Right after college, I got a job in Japan. I traveled the world, started a lot of different businesses. As you know, by my uh, resume, I have mm -hmm. done a lot of different types of jobs. Started an SEO company in 1999, and that grew into an internet marketing company, a strategic uh, consulting firm. And now I've kind of switched gears in 2015 um just so everybody knows like behind the scenes and all this is going on i've been working on this uh, greater mission which is really to find the answers on how we can be the best people we can be and how we can fix our world so after 30 years of research and work i had this huge breakthrough in 2015 allowed me to find the seven steps to the way as i call it and uh and really it's about how we can all become the best people we can be and create a better world. So that's just a little brief outline of kind of my life and where I started here. So hopefully it gives you a little insight. Yeah, love it, love it. I think, you know, uh, whatever you have, uh, benchmark circumstances, it's possible to uh, get out from uh, the hardest time. I know about that because in my life I got, uh, uh, I remember when, uh, when in 2008, I lost my first business that was financial company. I lost everything because of this world crisis. Uh, yeah, uh, the Ukrainian government decided to disallow all banking loans and I lost everything that I had even more. I had debts uh, 
around uh, 3,000 average salaries in Ukraine. It's a lot. So I spent like uh, working hard five years to get back all these loans. That, uh, and uh, the second time, the Ukrainian revolution destroyed my second business. So I know how to overcome all these obstacles. But for me, it's more important when you have two legs, two hands, you know, uh, health. So you can overcome any obstacles right now, even in Ukraine when I left the war started. So yeah, I think uh, uh, I have experience and uh, the passion to go ahead. Can you tell more about your book? Because you know, I love reading books. It's my passion. Uh, I remember when I overwatched TV and I decided to change the attitudes and right now I, I over reading books. Can you tell how, why uh, or provide a strong reason why people need to read this book? What kind of value they, they can get by reading this book? Sure, sure. Well, I've studied the greatest minds of the world and all of human history, pretty much all of the different philosophies and theologies and everything else. And what I found is there are these golden threads that once you kind of weave them together, it creates a greater truth. People have called the way kind of an updated think and grow rich because it's for everybody instead of just making money. It's about how you can be, become the best person you can be. Let me say it like this. It's like, and everybody knows this, if any major part of your life falls apart, like your health, your finances, your relationships, whatever it may be, it can seriously ruin you, right? It can really create a lot of stress. So really what life is about is really figuring out all these major parts of your life and keeping them up to par or better so that you can uh, not have to deal with a lot of those big problems in life. Does that make sense? It's like, you ever seen those guys with the plates, with the sticks, and they balance them on the sticks, the plates up in the air? You ever seen that, Anatoly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what life is like, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you got to keep yeah. your relationships going, your health, your finances. You know what I mean? It's all got to be working if you're really going to uh, live a meaningful life. And what I found is that it's really difficult for everybody to find all these little bits of knowledge because it's spread out in so many different genres, right? It's like there's so many different books and so many different things you need to figure out. The time you're 50, you're like, wow, I wish I knew that when I was a kid. So what I did is I just put it all in one um, series of books. So the way contains all the different uh, golden threads in one place so that you can be healthy. You can work on your relationships. You can know the bigger uh, answers to life. And I'm also just so people know, I know that not everybody likes to read books. I'm doing videos on this. Uh, the very first master class is being shot right now. It's not out yet, but it's called the Life Essentials Masterclass. And it'll go through things like mm -hmm. the meaning of life, the true goal of life, how to achieve the true goal of life. I outline the seven steps and it really does clarify <clears throat> a lot of the big questions in life, because what I found is you can't get the details and get everybody on the same page unless we kind of understand the big picture. So we go big picture first, meaning of life, true goal of life, all that. And then we drill down into details. And that's what everybody really likes about the book is that it, it it's uh, it's not endless stories where you finally get a point at the end. It's, you know, information after information after information that can really help you. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, can you uh, share the link to this book where I can buy on Amazon? Because yeah, uh, sure. I'm going to uh, to put to my list because I have a huge list of books that I, I need to read. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's hard to find to read uh, to find sure. time to read all these books. But yeah, I love it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, it's on the uh, my website is seven way me. That's the number seven w a y dot m e. There you can find links to the book. It's on certainly on Amazon, but it's everywhere. Ah, okay. It's in, Barnes and Noble. It's it's in bookstores all over the world. So if you just search for it. Um, mm -hmm. But so seven way me the number seven W A Y dot M E. You learn about the book. You learn about me. There's free trainings there. I also do a lot of other videos on the biggest problems of the world, uh, releasing things all the time. So please check that out.
Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. Yeah, definitely. I need to read this book. Okay, uh, let's talk more. Uh, talk more about SEO. Can you tell, for example, how to write uh, to how to find the right strategy? Because you know, for example, I often get clients who uh, are trying to get results for a few years without any success because they are chasing like high volume keywords. They open HRF, SEMrush, many other recognizable tools, find these keywords, uh, high volume keywords and jump on that. But it's hard to overcome many big websites, popular websites that have authority, trust, uh, many other stuff. Can you tell how to find the right strategy? Because, you know, my audience is more uh, SEO related. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I started uh, in SEO in 1999. And I think one of the one of the keys well, we can talk about uh, keywords in a second, but I think one of the biggest problems that I see most of the time with websites is that they don't work on their code. And I don't know if, mm-hmm. if you know, most people know, uh, but there's a standard for code, the W3C. They actually have validators that you can put your code through to see if it validates. And the reason why this is important is because the search engines are basically reading the code of your website. And if it's not written well, they can't read it. So mm-hmm. it's like if you have a website and you put it through the code checker and it's got thousands of errors or hundreds of errors and stuff, uh, that's one of the main reasons why you're not going to rank on the search engines. And what gets me is that like people that create things for uh, WordPress, if you validate WordPress, you can see all the time that these plugins and things, they create all sorts of errors in the coding and it makes it really difficult. So I would love that the world would get on this idea to validate your code. It's like writing a book, right? And not putting any sentence structure, no periods, no (laughs) commas, no capitals, and then you're supposed to be able to read it. So I would say start with making the code of your website readable and validated. Um, And when you're talking about keywords, you know, when I did keyword research, it was really in depth. So when you find a keyword, let's say we're talking a doctor's office somewhere, there are like, let's say Los Angeles, um, uh, what do I want to say? Like a dental office. It doesn't even matter. Los mm-hmm. Angeles mm-hmm. dentist, right? But there will be so many different words around that idea. You know, dentist, and it may have an area code, it'll have a zip code, it'll have uh, the best dentist, the, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? A good dentist, whatever. So what you want to do is do a complete study and get every single variation of all the different types of keywords that you can find on this topic. And again, I have a pretty uh, robust way of doing that. But the first step is to really ask your client and and their people, like, how how would you find your business? You know, try to figure out if you're not using dentist, what is the other word? How fix my teeth, you know, whatever it may be. So then when you do a search, there's search tools out there. Google has a really good uh, keyword search tool. Download everything and put them in a huge spreadsheet and then search for these words that match up and you'll find groups of keywords that are all very similar that that are just in a different order so you'll find dentist 91355 91355 dentist dentist in santa Clarita 91355 you know what i mean you'll find a whole string of related keywords and then once you have these different groups you can start to plan out the content on your website now when you're looking at your website you have to look at it in like a couple different ways one is the overall structure right um, when the search engine's looking at it, they want to know what you're about. And a lot of times they get that by the about us and the homepage and that kind of thing. But it's really the structure too, the URLs that you're breaking up your content in. So if you're a store or you're a, just a content information place, you're a doctor's mm-hmm. office, you have to have content that is built around the topics that people are searching for, right? But doing it in a meaningful way. So um, 
and again, when I do this with with uh, people, you don't have to use the exact keyword phrase in every single sentence. You can use the different words in different places on the page and little blocks and little articles, little blurbs. You know, what I mean, there's a lot of ways to get keywords on the page that doesn't make it look like it's a spammy page. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the idea is to really diversify your use of the keywords. Like you said, the goal is not to just go after the highest keyword phrase. Right. When you find that keyword phrase, I guarantee you the, the top keyword phrase probably has a group of keywords that are 20, 30, maybe even 50 or 100 in a group. And what you're trying to do is figuring out all the different variables on that list. Right. So you can work in all those different keywords in your website. And when you do that, you'll start to find that uh, your site will start to rank better because it, it's not just built around one keyword or five keywords. It's industry keywords. Right. And that's what yeah. the, that's what the situation, uh, the, the search engines like, especially Google. They want a relevant website that's covering this topic. Right. They don't want a one topic website. They want to be able to send you a thousand or five thousand or fifty thousand or a million visitors that and to handle that, you got to have a lot of diversity. So um, what I always advise is people have a blog. Obviously, you have key landing pages that are dedicated to certain keywords that then route people to the right place. Um, and again, it depends on the topic. But obviously, if you're selling products, your product pages have to be optimized and URLs and all the different metadata and all that kind of stuff. Does that all make sense? Mm -hmm. I know I just kind of went on there for a little while. but Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, valuable. Uh, can you tell about you? You mentioned about the code, uh, for example, on WordPress, uh, any CMS. Can you tell, for example, if I check out uh, any website, I can see a bunch of errors, a lot of errors. And uh, sometimes, um, not sometimes, almost uh, always, you know, uh, web developers can't fix all these errors. It's, it's crucial to find critical errors. Can you tell how to choose critical errors, for example, if I check out a website? on Google Search Console, on Screaming Frog, or any other tools, and uh, to know that these errors uh, I need to fix, this I can ignore because it's not critical, and uh, web developers usually can't fix every, all of these errors. Yeah, some of, the, some of the errors you can't fix because especially if it's a plugin or it's built in the WordPress, that's what makes me mad. It's like the people that make those things should validate what they're doing, for God's sake, before they put mm -hmm. them out. I don't know why that's not like WordPress standard. Like your code has to validate. I also don't understand why in WordPress, why in God's name they front load all the stuff. You know what I mean? It's like if you go to Google and you look at your page speed, you can see all of these plugins are loading and loading and loading and they don't even need to be used right now. It's like they, they need to validate the, the code and also um, make WordPress like load properly. Whereas, you know, the unneeded stuff loads later, the needed stuff loads uh, fast. Um, the W3C is the place to go to have your stuff validated. Okay. It's a website. Just type in, uh, you know, validate my code. Uh, W3C. I, I'm not sure the exact. I think it's W3.org actually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah. they have validators for CSS, HTML, whatever you're doing. You just put the URL in there. It'll show you lists of warnings errors critical errors like literally down in a list and you can just go down and fix them a lot of times it's really easy because they're just minor errors you left out a you know like punctuation in your code or something like that um, other times they're pretty serious but what i have found is if you track the google bots if they go to a website they will leave after too many errors they just leave mm -hmm. so they won't even index your website because they can't read it 
You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. you're trying to read a book and you're like, where does the sentence end? Why are there so many errors? I can't deal. And the, so the Google bot just leaves. So that's why it's mm -hmm. really important to, um, if you have a control over this stuff, to to load, like if you go to the, the Google speed check, right? It'll show mm -hmm. you, you know, rendering resources, whatever it may be, that's slowing your site down. And the problem is in like WordPress, they don't allow you to fix a lot of that stuff because it's all based on the plugins and the plugins are coded in a certain way and you cannot touch them. Um, so, you know, you're just kind of stuck. But if you have a website that's coded in some other code and you're able to do it yourself, you can certainly, I used to do it when we were back in the day, we used to code all our own websites and it was 100% validated. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, what's cool is when you're going up against your competition, if you have equal content, and your site is validated and they're not, you're going to rank above them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, uh, you mentioned about uh, adding keywords uh, to the uh, to any parts of the page uh, is obsolete or something like this. You wrote a book. Uh, but, you know, I often see when people, uh, big companies, even that can sell a lot, uh, want to jump in SEO field, they have no experience with creating content. They can't write uh, high-quality text, valuable text. Can you tell how to find responsible copywriters today? For example, uh, I remember like 10 years ago, I had a team of copywriters who wrote about everything. Today, uh, I have known this team because I have a team of editors who can <laughs> edit content, you know, uh, from copywriters. Sure. Uh, because today it's important uh, to, uh, to get content from experts. Can you tell how to find responsible experts or specialists who can write awesome text? Yeah. I I have a hard time with that too. I, I think there's a lot of people out there that are writing content that just throw in keywords in there and they think it's right. There's an actual ratio um, of text to keywords that you need to have for the search engines to recognize. It's kind of like this, it's like keyword density. If your keywords are too dense, it looks spammy, right? If you have too many keywords, if you don't have enough, the search engine really can't tell what, what it's about. I actually have a whole, uh, uh, paper that outlines all the different density, how to write it. And again, the, the, the idea of the keyword too is not to just use the keyword in the phrase, but to use the individual words on the page in different places uh, and mix it up with other related keywords so that they all show up in some way um, on the page. And as far as far finding writers, you know, the biggest problem I found when I was searching for them is that you find writers that don't really understand the topic. So they write something and it's like, for people that are in, in the industry, they read it and they're like, this is stupid, right? Like it has mm -hmm. no, no relevance. It's spammy. It just, it doesn't really help anybody. And then they, they publish that all over the place and they keep doing it. And then Google's like, no. Nah. And then you actually hurts your rankings because now you're creating bad content that's linking back to your website. Um, so what I always advise is to find somebody that obviously understands the topic, the, the industry that you're in, and then, um, you know, you get down to figuring out which keywords that you are after in the article and then using them enough times. I actually would have to pull up my, uh, my, my outline to remember all the different numbers. But again, there's number sets in there to where if you, uh, if you know that the right, I want to say keyword density, then you can just write something really good and make sure your keyword density is up. It's just like in every other sentence, you need to be using your keywords in some fashion. It's like I, I have a web, uh, website called Drug Testing Ace. So obviously, some of my 
words are like drug testing, drug screening, you know, things like that, employment, drug screening, drug testing. So when you're writing an article, you, you can just imagine how many times you can use the word drug very easily and naturally if you're doing drug testing and then adding in, oh, we do this for employment and background checks and all sorts of other keywords are all mashed around there so that when somebody's typing in the word drug or testing or background checks, employment, they all kind of show up. And that's throughout your whole website. So now your whole website is filled with massive amounts of keywords that are pointing to, you know, your products and other parts of your website. The other key that we haven't talked about yet are links. You know, it's like mm -hmm. people write these articles to stick on other websites so they link back, you know, to give them content. And I really, you know, Google's the one who did this back in the day, you know, 1999, uh, in the beginning of the 2000s, they made this algorithm based on links. So they figured, hey, people like you, they're going to link to you. And they saw that naturally happening. So they were like, okay, so the more links you have going to your website, the better off you are. And if it's all industry relevant links on content that's related, they give you higher rankings. So what happened was the SEO people saw that and then they said, okay, we're going to build a million articles and it's all spammy crap. And it just created this huge nightmare out in the internet, right? Because you mm -hmm. know that now it's like everybody's on link farms and endless links and you know, spam links. Then, then they had the dark SEO guys. Oh, let's link all the porn sites to you and to make you lower your rankings. And then the, the good SEO people trying to create more, more and better content. But anyway, that I think Google created a problem on the internet with all this, you know, uh, link spam. You know, so now you're reading these articles that have really no, no relevance. They're just out there to provide a link back to your website. So as far mm -hmm. as uh, yeah. what I always try to get my, my clients to understand is you do not want to game the search engines. You don't want to try to trick them. You don't yeah. want to try to cheat them. What you want to do is create really great content on your website and off your website. The offsite content links back to it. Um, and then that way you'll get good users. It's, it's really like, I don't know, if you know Google and you know their algorithm, they're always going to figure it out. You know what I mean? They're always going to yeah. find uh, the scam that is being done. And if you were the scammer, you're going to lose. So the only way to win with Google is to keep creating really, really great content on and off your website and creating uh, it with links, you know, proper keywords and all the rest of it so that the search engines, you know, it's like I always say, you're not trying to lie. You're really just trying to get out there and show them what you're really about, right? And the better off you do that, uh, uh, the better your rankings go. Certainly, there are a lot of other techniques that we can use, but that's the core of it. Nice, nice. Love it. Yeah, I agree with that. I remember when uh, uh, my, my loving strategy 10 years ago was to buy more backlinks than uh, my competitors had, you know, and uh, Google ranked my websites high. Uh, but things change in some time and right now it's obsolete technique and uh, I don't know how it works today possible some people know how to manipulate the system but it's a very risky game I don't know why you need to play this game if uh, white hat SEO works well so <laughs> yeah. you don't need to cheat don't try to cheat if it works well with white hat link building uh, techniques so yeah for me it's obsolete uh, it's better to avoid. I have the question, you know, about editing content. You wrote a book. I know that uh, book offers usually hire uh, a few editors. Some of them have five, ten editors, uh, proofreading. Can you tell how it's important to edit text uh, for website content? Yeah, absolutely. Luckily, we have programs like Grammarly. I don't know if you know the program mm -hmm. Grammarly. Yeah. Uh, 
So, you know, if you if you're not the greatest writer, at least you have a tool now that can help you um, become a little bit better writer. As far as editing and uh, and writing good content, again, I think that it's a matter of creating something for your industry. If if you peak, if you find people to write that are just like SEO writer people and they have no idea, you know what I mean? You give them keywords on drug testing, they're going to probably create an article that is half meaningless. I've, I've been there. <laughs> I've, I've tried that. And it's just, it's like, no, nobody, has, this is just a spammy article. So I think the real key is to figure out what it is that your industry wants to know about. Like for me in drug testing, you know, it's HR people. They want to understand you know, how this all works, what the risks are, the legal entities, you know, all this kind of stuff. So if you if you create articles around that um, and you use the keywords in the article and in the links that go back to your website, that's what people will read and that's what people will like. I think that there's a, you know, everybody's industry is different. Drug testing is very specific and it's not like a major topic that everybody reads about, right? It's not like children's books or something. You know what I mean? So, uh I think sometimes the the more narrowly focused the industry, the better it is, but also the harder it is because you have a very select group of competition. And a lot of times the top leaders are multimillionaire businesses who can spend endless Mm -hmm. amounts of money to beat any startup. So in that sense, I think where you beat them is um, in the quality of your website, in the content that you create, in your experience and Again, sometimes you can't necessarily rank on the first page of Google for a lot of things, but you can also buy keywords. Um, You can also go to places where the people show up. There are industry websites. There are um, events and whatnot. So if you advertise there, that also helps uh, bring your exposure. Certainly all the social media out there uh, is a great way to get exposure. Doing coupons, you know, you can throw endless coupons around the Internet Mm -hmm. that link back to you. Um, there's a lot of ways to create content that doesn't cost a lot of money, but gives you a diversity of links and exposure out there and what you're trying to do. What you're really trying to do is create content that shows up in all the places around the Internet that people are. So if you know your hashtags, you know your keywords, you know what people are searching for, like if you're on Twitter, right, every post that you have should have, you know, if you have your um, your hashtags, your keywords all done, you know what those are you know, those will show up in searches. So these provide valuable content for Google to know that you're there, but it also provides content for the people. And that's really the key. It's like you're creating this content for Google, right? But you're really first creating it for the people. So it's got to be a kind of a people first content creating strategy that will, that Google will like. Does that make sense? Like, like, because (laughs) if you're on LinkedIn and you're writing an article about your business, and you do it spammy, it doesn't help you. You know what I mean? Because now yeah. the people that read it are going to go, what? You know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> here. And then Google's going to be like, okay, well, that's a bit of a spammy article. So that's not going to help you. So what I would say is like, first, stick to your um, core of your business and really get out there and share what you're doing with people so that they understand that you're legit, that you, you know, that you have um, credibility. You know, it's like, especially if it's something big like surgery or, you know, you're going to bring your child somewhere, whatever it may be, you want, you're going to do research. So you're going to do review, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to check this business out. So you want to show up on all the places people are looking for with the most valuable, greatest stuff. Does that all make sense? 
Yeah, totally. You know, uh, I usually tell my clients, forget about search engines. Just forget. Uh, think about human beings. Think about your customers. Your customers uh, are your fuel of creating content. Then you can optimize for search engines without losing user experience for customers. So, yeah, uh, yeah I completely absolutely. agree with that. Uh, Andrew, can you tell me uh, what uh, webmasters need to avoid today? I, I mean, like, uh, don't do uh, because it's obsolete, it doesn't work, it's so generic, basic, uh, because uh, I often see, for example, uh, as uh, uh, like an example when people uh, are chasing high volume keywords, when their domain rating is low, they have no strong brand recognition, uh, they try to compete with big brands, it's the same like if I compete with, uh, I don't know, Neil Patel today, yeah, it's not my way because he has this recognition. Uh, if uh, I create content to compete with HRFs, most big companies that have resources, uh, yeah, I think it's possible, but it takes time to create your team, to improve uh, your brand recognition, uh, to create content. Can you tell about... Um, uh, I mean, like uh, finding the right way to highlight your unique selling proposition and uh, stick with that. Yeah, I think your your value proposition obviously is really important, and knowing mm -hmm. what it is your audience wants is also key. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we all are going to compete against the big boys. I mean, if you look at like how many accounting firms are there, right? And the, but there's always big ones like H and R Block, but there's always the small guys that are still doing business. So. What you need to realize is as long as you show up, you're going to and you you have good credibility, um, you probably get a percentage of the business out there. You may not be 50 to 100 percent or whatever, but uh, it still can keep you alive. And then as you grow, if you keep the strategy, you keep building and building and building, eventually you may catch up. Um, you know, what I found, too, is that a lot of the big brands, while they have name recognition, they don't have a very good SEO strategy because they've mm -hmm. they've gone the bad route. They have you know, bad articles there, or they have no really SEO strategy on the website. Uh, they just buy keywords and whatnot. So a lot of the, at least when I, especially for the last, you know, in the, in the 2000s, um, early 2000s, it was really easy to beat out all the big boys because they really didn't know what they were doing <laughs> yeah. and they were getting a lot of bad advice. I think now it's just, uh, how is this? I don't think really Google cares. You know, mm -hmm. Google makes its money through the ads. That's all they want to sell. And I've been analyzing Google throughout the years. They used to have much better results than they do now. Um, mm -hmm. I think they messed up the results because they realized if the results on the organic search are too good, people don't click on the ads. So it used to be like if you typed in drug testing, you know, 91355, that's all you would see. Now you get all sorts of weird stuff, labs and people doing all sorts of crazy things. But then if you look at the ads, they're very specific around there. Yeah. So their strategy is to get you to click on um, the ads. So for as far as you go, as far as a human being, realize Google isn't the end source of all traffic on the internet. A lot of traffic comes from industry specific websites, you know, like HR websites for drug testing, send a lot of uh, traffic to drug testing websites. Certainly um, having... <laughs> This is like an alternative strategy, but you can have a page on your website dedicated to a client or like your competitor and showing why you're different. I've done that for clients. Their page ranked higher than, their, than the competition page, and it showed why that client was wrong. So if you 
if you use words that you know um, are high value, but are very competitive, but you do it in a way that brings value to the discussion, Google may rank your page higher. Meaning, like if you just do a page and you talk about a certain topic and it's out there, that's one thing. But if you do a comparison between, you know, the three top uh, people in your industry and you use their names and their keywords and you show what they do and what they don't do and why you're better. Again, some of those comparison sites, you can see those out there. The, um, but that strategy, you know, there's a, there's a million different keyword strategy, a million different content uh, creation mm -hmm. strategies out there, as you know. And the key is just to keep creating it. You know, the more content you create consistently, uh, the better off you do. And I know that's really hard. So you know, that's one mm -hmm. of the biggest challenges in the world right now. Yeah, uh, I have the question about uh, getting the right education. For example, let's imagine uh, you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do to learn more about SEO and uh, finding your way? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was, uh, you know, I got the Google when it did its patent. It had to release, you know, the patent document. So we analyzed that. Mm -hmm. And then we did testing, you know, on what worked mm -hmm. and what didn't work. Um, and you can do testing and SEO by using nonsense words. Like you literally make up a word and see how long certain things take to rank and all the, you know, where you placed it in the website and all, all this different uh, techniques. But I think, you know, I think the SEO industry right now is so mixed up because there's so many people claim they, they're SEO people but they're really just like keyword people. Like they think they know mm -hmm. SEO because they, they've heard the word keywords and then they, they stick them everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't know, honestly, where you would go and learn uh, true SEO other than from somebody like me who started out in the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of got out of doing mainstream SEO. As I grew my business, I started doing more strategic consulting. I have a drug testing business and now I'm doing the seventh foundation, mm -hmm. writing books and things. So um, for me, I think it's, there's a lot of different pieces to the SEO puzzle. And the problem mm -hmm. is that people today, a lot of SEO people don't understand what the basics mean. Like I, when I talk about validation, if your SEO person doesn't understand validation, he doesn't understand SEO. OK, mm -hmm. search engine optimization means optimizing your content for the search engines. And the very first thing that they do is read your code. So if you're an SEO guy and you don't know what that means, then, like I said, you're not a real SEO guy. Um, you know, URL structure, uh, placing the keywords in the URL in the proper way with dashes. Uh, you know what I mean? Like how you how you structure your website. You know, it's like a pyramid, right? You're going to have a, mm -hmm. your home page your main sub pages and sub pages after that, that structure really does matter a lot to Google because it kind of creates the whole aspect of who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. So you want to have a, you know, top down clear structure so that Google can find everything, but those names in those structures matter, right? Like, mm -hmm. do you have a store? If you don't have the word store uh, in the store, they don't know that necessarily that's a store. You know, search engines are stupid. You literally have to spell it out so they know what what you're all about. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's a lot more than just a couple of keywords. You know what I mean? It's a, it's an overall impression that you're in business and you're optimized. You know, everything's built around your customers. You have a social media presence. 
Um, mm -hmm. You know, just so people know, on social media, you can create a lot of backlinks naturally um, by having accounts everywhere. You can use services like Buffer. Uh, you can use like three different platforms on a free Buffer account. You could have more than one. Just use more than one email address if you're uh, hard up for cash. But you can plan your content out and just have it posted. You can place the same piece of content on Twitter and Facebook and, you know, all the different, you know, platforms. Uh, you can just mix it all up and then you can reuse it later, too. And that creates a lot of backlinks. And if you have friends out there that you network with, especially SEO people, then you can share. You know, the more likes yeah. and comments and sharing you get creates a whole buzz for itself. So as far as, a, you know, a new way of doing things, I think that's one of the more effective ones because it also talks to the people. You know what I mean? You want to you don't want to just speak to this. Like you said, you don't want to just speak to the search engine. This is customer centric first. So you you do all this for your customers, but you do it right with the SEO in your mind so that you create the correct backlinks, you use the correct keywords so that everything is related and it's all going to, you know, well done landing pages or product pages or whatever that you want to have ranked. So, you know, mm -hmm. I think uh, I think if you're going to win on the internet, you got to have a long-term strategy. I never worked with anybody less than a year. And I always told them it's, you know, 90 days at least to see result, results. My search engines take like 12 weeks to kind of update. So, yeah. you know, this is a slow, ongoing, uh, kind of a tedious process. But if you're going to win, it's really just create a content strategy and just keep sticking to it and developing it and uh, refining it as you go forward. And eventually you will win. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I have the final question about the future of SEO. Can you forecast the future? What kind of future? Because uh, we still have this question, SEO is dead or not? Do we need to consider today? Uh, forecast your future. Uh, SEO is not dead. Yeah. Yeah. Go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I've been hearing SEO is dead since like 2000. <laughs> I mean, every year somebody comes out, SEO is dead. SEO is never going to be dead. Because it's literally like just creating content that Google can like. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah. and, or Bing and all the rest of the search engines. And realize this too, that when we talk search engine optimization, every website you go to that has a box where you put a word in, that's a search engine. So, you know, Twitter has a search engine. Facebook has a search engine. It's not Google. It's their internal search. And when you type something in that box... Most likely it's a keyword, right? So just think about it like this. You're optimizing your content on every platform so it can be found by people that are typing in those keywords. So once you know what are your most valuable keywords are, and again, most of my keyword studies went into thousands. And again, most of the groups were 10, 20, 30, 50 uh, in a group that we were going to target. So, you know, when you have like 80 groups of different blocks of keywords that you're trying to target, that's 80 different types of topics, right? That's a lot of content you can create. Uh, even yeah. if it's a tweet, you know what I mean? It's like, there's a lot of tweets <laughs> that you can create. So what I'm going to say is SEO will never be dead. As long as we're searching for something, we're always going to use words to search. I don't care if it's even in the meta, you're going to go in there and you're going to speak and you're going to say, help me find blah. And this blah, this topic that you say, that's going to go into the background, into the search engine. They're going to try to find you something. So, you know, optimizing your content and what you're doing so that people can find you will never go out of style. You just got to understand how it works and what you're after. 
And again, I think that one of the biggest problems with Google is like, you know, there's only 10 rankings on the homepage and most people, uh, that's all they go to is the first couple of pages. So your mm -hmm. strategy for SEO needs to much be much broader than just uh, getting on the first page of Google for five keywords. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it needs to be <laughs> internet wide. You need to spread out on all the different search engines, the major platforms. When I say that, I like the Facebook and Twitter and uh, LinkedIn and whatever it may be and have not only profiles there, have pages up there. You can have more than one. You know what I mean? You could have five different pages on um, Twitter, you know, five different accounts that talk about slightly different things in your industry, you know, um, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. So, and again, you, then you cross link everything. So everything you post on Twitter, oh, I'm linking to my Instagram account, my Instagram accounts linking over here and it's all cross linked to your website. And this is how you create a really diversity of content out in the world that all kind of links back to each other as well as your website. And once you create enough of that web, right, all those inner links, that's where Google loves you. And Google's like, wow, this guy's everywhere. And people are clicking on his stuff all over the internet and they love him. So we love him. So <laughs> nice, kind of the, nice. The strategy. So, yeah, so valuable. Love it. Uh, Andrew, tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Sure. Uh, the main website is uh, Seven Way Me. That's the number seven, mm -hmm. W A Y dot M E. And it's named that because the way has seven steps. Uh, the new company is the seventh foundation. And again, that's all about creating a better world becoming the best people you can be. Uh, my other website is consulting ACE. That's A C E. And that's mm -hmm. the SEO websites, strategic consulting, that kind of stuff. I also have drug testing ACE, A C E, which is the drug testing site, uh, mainly for mm -hmm. the United States uh, for businesses. But, you know, I'm everywhere. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm all over social media. So you can join me there. You can find all the links on 7 Me. Uh, it'll take you to everywhere I am. And uh, hopefully we can link up and have some fun together out there. Online. <laughs> totally. Guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Uh, read the book because, you know, I'm going to read this book. Yeah, I have a huge list, but uh, it's definitely on my list. Uh, you need to do it as well because you can see a lot of valuable insights. Thanks again for uh, your time you know a big pleasure welcome back anytime to share more valuable insights uh, guys find all these links in the description below listen to us on apple google spotify and see you next time